no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Episode 53 of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your boy, P&L. Hey, everybody. It's Hat Shep Suit. Greetings. Hi, <laughs> it's Jazzy. And we're here to record episode 53 of the Stereo Bros Podcast. Before we go any further, I just want to have a quick moment of silence for my brother, my comrade, the geyser, uh, Jai City, Sajah Backus, who passed away untimely at the young age of 35. I don't drink cognac no more, but for my brother, I'm going to drink cognac today while I record. Uh, definitely been a tough loss to the, the U Albany community. Son was a good guy, you know what I mean? But I don't view him as lost. He's just transcended out of the physical into the spiritual. And he here right now telling me to stop bitching and, and keep drinking. So that's what I'm going to do and um, record. Um, and we can kick this right off by talking about somebody I had a lot of respect for in terms of like her sports savvy, her ability to stand in a room full of vultures at ESPN and hold her own. Mm-hmm. Very disappointed in Jamel Hill for her comments, her tweets recently about black men feeding into patriarchy. It's disappointing because I feel like black women should not be bashing black men on these kind of platforms. But the prophet, the scholar, John Jackson, AKA Fabulous, he oh, once said something. For him to be the quote. Hating hoes ain't happy. And happy hoes ain't hating. And I'm not saying she's a hoe. I'll extrapolate. Hating women ain't happy. And happy women ain't hating. Let's go. Let's go. If she was happily dating, she would not be talking like this. She's married. If she was happily with herself, she's married. Hiking or you or as a yogi or something. He said hiking. (laughs) She's talking spicy because she's seeing all these happy women out here and she probably throwing un she throwing nappy braids and nappy box at men and getting rejected, so now she's mad. Oh, this is so disrespectful to black women right now. This is disrespectful to black women. Oh my gosh. Not all, not all. No, Just the bitter Brenda's. No, 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 no. I will say that I have a, a lovely army jacket from Mess in a Bottle, mm-hmm. um, which says, Queen, don't be afraid to rule like a king okay. on the back of it. Okay, period. So, Mess in a Bottle. One of my older neighbors on the block, he's, um, so anyway, he saw my, my jacket yeah. and he asked what, why, you know, so I read it out to him because he like couldn't read it at the time. And he was like, oh, I thought it would say something like that. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, black women don't respect the black man anymore. <laughs> I was like, hey, what? Hey, what? Because Rock said it too. The black man 
The man is loved on the condition that he can provide. No. That's how we go. You guys are victimizing yourself. And yeah, literally no my response to him, when he was talking about like, you know, black men not moving up in corporate sometimes as the same, in the same way that black women are allowed to move. And I was like, well, you know, I think a lot of what the, dis, not disdain, but that's not the word, but the um, frustration that black women have with black men sometimes is that they play into patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's done out of like, uh, like unsatisfaction with themselves Mm -hmm. and where it is that they are and using that as a way to oppress someone else Mm -hmm. because they are not fulfilled within themselves. Mm -hmm. I see this shit on Twitter. I see this shit on like social media. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like sometimes men, and I get it, it is hard to be a black man in this world, right? But at the end of the day, white males run the power structure of the American society. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times it's clear that men, please, when we're talking about elections, when we're talking about freaking voting for Hillary Clinton, why is the, why is the vote for black women 96% for, (laughs) for the Democratic numbers compared with, compared with black men, and how they vote. And mm-hmm. I think that there is a level of misogyny that black men are like do not own up to. Yep. And it frustrates black women who yep. are fighting things on both fronts. Yep. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I was in a conversation earlier this week with someone who is not, and this is this what I'm getting ready to say is localized a little bit more to like, you know men from New York and such but I was in this conversation with my friend and she was like I find men from New York terrifying Hmm. and I was like what do you mean and she's like they are scary Mm -hmm. and so in 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 later in our conversation it became clear it was it was just like because she had said to me earlier, you know, I'm fascinated with, with women who curse, right? Because <laughs> she's right. on the South? She's on the South. Okay. <laughs> she's fascinated with women who curse. Me and all my friends curse, but me right. and my friends exactly. are from the boroughs, exactly. right? So then when she said, I find, I find, um, you know, men from New York terrifying, suddenly it clicked to me. I like, you know, and, and I think in many ways for her too, that like, this roughness or this way of being that mm-hmm. me it's a survival mm-hmm. mechanism because if you are not from here and you can you can identify this roughness mm-hmm. this fear that they elicit in you for me it's all i've known mm-hmm. i've just learned how to love in spite of that mm-hmm. and in very many very many cases i have to i think not not one girl, not one woman that I know that is born and bred up here mm-hmm. has not at one point in her life been willing to square up with a dude because she had to. Oh, of course. You get what I'm saying? And, and so <laughs> for me, like, because I've done it in my right. life too, where mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, you don't get to call me whatever you want. And right. then I got his, you know, I got brothers. You bold tramp. But like, but like, Jazzy, I think that you are spot on. Very often where I find myself in conflict in these conversations is that I find like men, you know, there are men who, um, you know, you can always sense the vitriol. Mm-hmm. It's like this overgeneralization. And, and I don't agree with, I don't agree when women do it either. No. But I'm like, yo, bro, like you're out here. I don't know if you notice 
how much you know the anger hate. like the hate we you have we can feel, feel it it's like it. dudes be like oh you bitches only want and you and it's like wow like <laughs> who gave you this steam to begin with jamil hill has literally gone to bat for blackness whether it be black women, women or men, men sacrificed her i mean like the 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 woman has stayed ten toes and i think to call her bitter you know, is is kind of condescending. No, it is. Well, Beyonce's not. Beyonce ain't that shit out. Point without being bitter. No happy woman is going to tweet some shit about patriarchy. I'm sorry. No, sorry. why not? No happy woman going to do that shit. No happy woman about patriarchy. Patriarchy harms men too, and until you know, until we're ready to have that. A happy woman, like, listen, right now, right? Um. I'm trying to give a good example because my wife don't really use social media like that, right? But okay, I'm on social media, right? Mm-hmm. I'm happily married, right? I'm not going to tweet some shit out like, "Yo, women be seeing dudes with money and think that that that's all that matters." A broke guy would say that type of shit, right? So for for her to sit I there, feel like you tweeted <laughs> for her to say. For her to say some shit like you say shit like that all the time. No, I don't. No, I don't. I do not. No, I don't. Peggy Bundy's. Where's Sam to roll back the clips? First of all, I don't tweet about Beggy Bundy from the Stevie Bros account. My IG is a repost of funny shit that I see on accounts. Now, do I think that there's a lot of broke women? who want men to give to them things that they can't have for themselves? Absolutely. But I'd be around the hashtag suits and the jazzies don't feed into that because y'all got your own paper. You know what I mean? Y'all are both October Libras doing your thing. So Period. Y'all not Beggy Bundy's. Y'all would rather walk 10 miles than ask a dude to drive y'all one mile. Right? Like yeah, but I'd, I'd also like a nice bag. Girl, <laughs> right. But at the same time, if you really want to go get a Chanel bag tomorrow, you could go buy one. Right. Well, I like right? could. So but I'd rather get from someone is, else and not spend so my money. Like, what I got to stop doing is stop defending that which doesn't apply to y'all. Right? Because right now, y'all sound crazy talking about <laughs> me talking crazy when the reality is, is that she is feeding into a narrative of bitterness. She the one that couldn't get into the concert. She's like, I ain't want to go anywhere. At the end of the day, if she had a strong black man in her corner, she would not be talking about no, no black man. But, 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 but Jazzy, hear me for one second. Hear me. Just hear me. If she had a, a man in her corner that she was happy with, she would not be talking about... Is a man would complete her, no? No, 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 no. no I'm not saying that. A man would complete her. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying a man would complete her. What are you saying? What I'm saying is that if she had a man in her corner, she would talk about patriarchy. Or if she was happy with herself, she would have between about patriarchy. Clearly, something is wrong. The braids is too tight. Do you believe in patriarchy? Single. Do you believe in patriarchy? Do I believe in patriarchy? Yes. Define it. You said defend it? You said define no, it. No, no. Define it. The uh, systematic oppression of women to therefore put men in a better position 
in society in the, in whatever system it is being applied to mm-hmm. but tools look that at how- tools <laughs> Mal- yes yo pnl malcolm pnl <laughs> <laughs> this is killing me the hands are sending me <laughs> okay so i do believe that there are inequities in society Mm-hmm. We can all agree to those types of things, mm-hmm. but I feel like again, if sister, listen, sister Jamel Hill, because she is a sister at the end of the day, mm-hmm. she's a queen. If she was intrinsically happy, and or had a, a man in her corner, she would not be talking like this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because any woman who is happy is not talking about patriarchy, right? I think I'm happy and I think there's patriarchy and I am not afraid to call it out when I But she's not saying that, but she also generalized. She said black men feed into patriarchy. It sounded like she tried to holler at a dude and he was like, where's your makeup? And she got offended. That's what it sounded like. No, I mean, honestly, it gets so tiring because men be preaching. Y'all always preaching. And when it comes from a place of... You preaching, y'all reaching. No, when it comes from a place of massage, I, I, I say what I what I know, right? And I, I will always and speak from my witnessed. own and what I've witnessed. But like to like men tend to like, and you're given that edge because we live in a patriarchal society. When you say something, people think that, it, oh, it must be law. You know what I mean? And it's often delivered. Men who are in themselves unhappy, like Jazzy was saying, very often they communicate with a tone. It's a tonality to the message where it's like, well, you assert, you, you assert your position yes, over me. Over me. It's like, oh, well, I, your your standpoint has to be invalid because clearly the man is not, you don't have a man that's satisfying you in your life. Or clearly, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have mm-hmm. the relationship with the men in your like, life. Bingo. Clear, bingo. Clear patriarchy. When, when, when um, uh, what's his name? Kodak Black tweets out how he want to fuck. Lauren London. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. No. That's what he said. What did he say? He said, Lauren London about to be a whole without you. She she finna be a whole without you. Right. Okay. And then all the the rappers came and were like, oh, you got to respect that man. That man is dead. You got to respect that. Why are we not respecting Respecting Lauren Lauren London? Yeah. Like, that is patriarchy. That is her worth being determined by that man. Yep, her juxtaposition to this Thank man. Thank you. Queen, don't be afraid to rule like a king. That doesn't mean they're no more king. Right. It means you rule as a queen. Right. Don't be afraid to step up and rule. It's not it's not asserting your 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 position over men. I will tell you, I'm not a feminist. Mm-hmm. I believe that feminism Of course, because you're in a happy relationship. What? You're in a happy relationship. Of course you're not a feminist. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I am in a happy relationship. Period. <laughs> um, in case people had questions. But, like, I... But... <laughs> but when... Listen, I think, I think that that juxtaposition to men, it shouldn't be that Jamila Hill doesn't have a good standpoint. Like the reason her rationale is off because, you know, there must be 
some she must be devoid of some kind of healthy male relationship that isn't true i think women should be should feel empowered to say what the fuck it is from where they're standing oh no, it's, it's dangerous it's dangerous like, when that platform hatshepsut it's dangerous why no, is why it dangerous? dangerous because white women don't do that they're not no you know what white women do they're, they get in line <laughs> okay they get in line with your position over them as men yeah no listen i'm gonna tell y'all some powerful shit right y'all seen 12 years a slave right mm-hmm. remember when platt at the end son showed up it was like is your name solomon northrup he was like yes he's like come with me and he's running and then she's and uh rosie's like platt platt he jumped on the joint and left her mm-hmm. right and then he sat there and just like rode away and Mike Fassbender was like, you're my nigga, Platt. I'm going I'm to I'm get to the bottom of this, Platt. You're my nigga. And then she stood there and watched him go away. If that was 2020, he would have been called misogynist for not bringing her with him. I just had to say that. Run that, run that back one more time. He Platt got rescued and told me as a slave. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the slave left the plantation without his wife. No, that was his joint on the plantation. He had a whole family at home, mm-hmm. right? She was the soup du jour, as we say in French. She was the uh, soup of the day, right? Well, f- for about 12 years, right? But if that was 2020, they would have said Platt is a misogynist or he's a patriarchal for leaving her ass on the plantation to go back home. That's how y'all sound defending Jamel well, Hill. Not no, the same. no. What was she like? What was this in regards to that she said that she spoke about? There was no context to it. That's my point. It was no context. It's well, clearly really something that was going. She'd been going through something. God, I just think, just, especially for her, she put at, context at, on it and said at ESPN or wherever else I'm dealing with the BS because now she has her own platform. She should have said what I've dealt with a lot in my career is a lot of men feel like that. Okay, that's different. But you just talk about black men. Yeah, different places. It's the same thing. I don't think that, and I think sometimes black men want to feel like, oh, I'm abandoned by the black woman. Right, y'all want to be victims so bad. Like the the reason, like this is what we need to have discourse on, like why patriarchy needs to be torn down because we're better together. And I feel like you know, like. Men will like not even like I'm. It's it's interesting like even with the debates, which we'll get to. I I believe soon, but like the same way the debate, I thought the host was the one of the. She did a great job. Mm-hmm. We actually had an actual debate. I didn't hear niggas going hard for her. Like, yeah. whoa! Shout out to the black woman she that hosted that. the debate. She did that. Da, 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 da. Well, I, on the Seven Bros Twitter, we were. If you've seen the Seven Bros Twitter, we were going very hard for her. You said this is a great moderator. Yes, Mal- yes Malcolm Piano. <laughs> but seriously, y'all can't sit here and tell me that mm-hmm. those comments out of, like, again, has she said some shit like, in my career, I've been fighting for black men, and I want them to fight for me the same way in the last year or so. I've been through so I much. Because we ca- we're Kaepernicking her. That's what we're doing. And no, it happens every... put context on it. That's all I'm saying. Like, No, no it, she doesn't... The truth is, she doesn't have to. Men jump out the window all the time with uh, no... Listen, Hatshepsut, if Whatever right now call. I tweet, oh, man, any woman under 140 pounds that's black, don't give head or 
black women are gold diggers. I would be taken to the. That's not what she said. But that's not what she said. You get what I'm saying? She's talking about something that does exist. And I mean, my, my bigger question is, do black men really want to resolve this or do y'all want to beat up on women through your right. victimhood? Because that's what it's feeling like. It's feeling like, oh, I hate when women generalize. So, you know, here I respond with generalizations too. And I'm going to keep beating these bitches over the head. Like, so rather than that- be logical, y'all going to say you a victim and a bitch at the same time. Like, you're calling us victims and bitches. You're going to respond and help us or you're gonna just bitch about like no, it's fucked no, up. No, no, we I we all want a healthy dialogue, but why can't I tell you how you sound when you when you we talk? Didn't, we didn't cause this shit. She caused it. She <laughs> patriarchy caused it. That's what that was the right. subject of the tweet. And you should be just as mad. You should just be as much as you think Black Lives Matter. You should be just as gung ho of tearing down patriarchy, but you're not. The same way white people are not as invested in tearing down Boom. white supremacy, Boom. because at the end of the day, you benefit from patriarchy. Yep. Yep. You benefit when your views are oh, yep. men men should control. Don't give me that. I voted for a woman last year, and I've had I've had female bosses. Don't give me that. What? It's true. Black men don't like to. You guys are still men. There is still. Guys. Oh, well, first of all, I've had female bosses. I voted for a female judge. I worked for a female judge. I got married by a female judge. Right. And I have four black friends too, but (laughs) (laughs) I also have four black friends, but, um, but, but no, seriously, it's, it's just kind of like, and I want, I'm all for a man expressing how, what his experiences have been and even his, some of his dissatisfaction in, you know, relationships, his interactions. Why not? Let's have the dialogue. But I am not convinced that a lot of the men speaking are interested in actually mending. You just want to control how these women show up. You want to shame women for feeling assertive enough right. to say, this is how I experience you. And no, bitch. Right, you, but no, now it's like, oh no, you know, you're unfavorable because men have the power, misogyny and patriarchy also gives men the power of saving, of saying what is feminine mm-hmm. and what, what is, is and what is not and what is favorable and what is not because ladies, immediately shave your armpits ladies shave your armpits in your legs please immediately it's like oh well you know she must not have a man and if you keep acting this way you're going to be undesirable to men that's why you single because right. you're always mouthing right. off because right. you're always saying whatever's on your mind i'm gonna keep saying what's on my mind to our motherfucking right. die right. like it just it's not worth it because what what ends up happening is these men are giving us mm-hmm. their their very the very valid feelings sometimes most times even sometimes right? now our feelings are valid sometimes see no no no, no, that's no. I, femininity I, right I, there I'm talking about in the sense of it of an argument like this you know what I mean most times the points are very valid but y'all delivery and it wasn't until my homegirl was like. And we were talking specifically, so I mean, the disclaimer is we're talking specifically about New York, but she said they are scary. And in a quick second, everything I felt since I was a young girl growing up was validated. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, someone who's not from here can see it too. Yeah, niggas be. When you say the patriarchy oppresses, it oppresses them. Yes. Because it gives them this false sense of masculinity that they have to live up to. Hence why they in the street trying to show how virile they are and how many bitches they can get to get respect from men. Right. Because that's what all that that's is what about. all that's about. It's that about, has nothing to do with your lady. No women by telling women you get a whole bunch of chicks. Unless that's that unless man. that woman supports patriarchy too. But those are little boys. We talk about men. The men out here is providing 
and they building. So right, and some of those people are also requiring their wives to be handmaids because they still uphold patriarchy. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the that's what we're not seeing. The subject the subjugation of women Mm -hmm. is if if to it if you believe a woman's place is in the kitchen, if you believe a woman's place is to support you to be a, a function to you. And she is limited to a certain role. She should be speaking with a certain tone. Mm-hmm. She should have a certain level of. If you have all of these shoulds for women, bro, you might need to check your relationship with misogyny. Period. Nah, listen. We oh, all know that the most powerful piece on the chessboard is the queen. Mm-hmm. Where it goes awry is when women get these Jamel Hills and these random ass unhappy women talking that bullshit in the ear because. Yep. Your relationship got to work for you. What is the bullshit? What do you consider the bullshit? Good question. A person that don't got shit going on in this context, talking about generalizations. For instance, men are misogynistic or men are paternalistic or whatever. But it's like... And before she tweeted that out, she wrote a whole paragraph on like the example and why that made her make that statement. Does that invalidate the statement? What was the... What was the paragraph? You want to be able to to determine whether or not what she saw was patriarchy or not for her to be complaining about it. Right. What was the paragraph? What was the context? I'm saying I'm, we don't, there wasn't one is what you're telling me. So my thing is, what I'm saying, my thing is, so peep this, right? In relationships, right? So let's say right now, LaRib got a dream job working for like, let's say the Nets as like head of diversity. Mm -hmm. And the bag she was going to be getting was two or three times the bag I'm bringing in. And now she's the breadwinner. And she's like, listen, I'm the breadwinner now. I need you to sit home with the kids, take a a lesser job, and I'm going to bring home the bag. You know what I'm going to say? Okay. Right. Okay. Your dinner will be ready. I'll have your, your feet at night massaged. I'll be wearing your favorite boxes. I'll be ready to go every night. I'm going to play the role because you're bringing in bacon. I'm going to play the role as um, caretaker. As the what? A caretaker. I'll be, you can call it a a caretaker. We do have a caretaker slash babysitter, Uh but I'll be the the, uh, stay-at-home dad. I'll take a backseat to your career because in terms of the kingdom we're building, if you're getting three times the bag, <laughs> that means we're getting three times the bag. We're going to grow together. Right. Right. I'll take a back seat to you because I think that for me to prop you up is to prop us up. Right. It's not about a me versus you. It's not about I'm a man, you a woman. It's not about that. When you're really, truly happy with your, with your him or your her, it's not a gender thing. It's about the whole, the unit. It's about you actually building a kingdom together. So when you draw these lines in the sand about misogyny, patriarchy, you're nitpicking because you can't find your own happiness with a man or without. Because ain't no woman, I know mad single women that are happy. They're not calling me like, yo, bro, niggas is mad patriarchal. (laughs) They're not saying that shit. They're not saying that shit. I just literally said that. I mean, I just, it's not, it's not, it wasn't. It wasn't even in a bashful way or in a, in a, it was more of like a statement of what is like, not as in a, you know, like I hate them or I'm judging them for the patriarchy. It's just something that I've observed. And I, I don't think it's helpful, but I think 
it is what it is for now. I hope we're all doing what we can to like tear it down to teach to teach young younger people to not buy into it. But I do think I don't. I mean, I don't like maybe is it because you're a man and you don't see it? Just like white people, I feel like it's just like the same. It's not that I don't see it. I only it's, see you know, it. They don't understand listen. the racism, but like they don't see it. Like they have to have like see it on on video in order for in order for it to like you know. What you know what what stuck out to me most when you said she comes home and she said, I make more money now, you're gonna be at home, blah 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 blah. Not only, I mean, obviously that was just like a you know hypothetical, but but that's not the tone any woman's gonna give any man because there's a picture. You haven't seen Think Like a Man Part One because she was (laughs) a whole cinematic adventure, a whole movie. But like you know what I'm saying? Like, but but that's the reality is that no woman is walking up to a dude like that. No one is saying, hey, I make the money now. Get in the kitchen. You know who does that? Niggas do. Men do. Men do. And it's women are not going to do that. That It doesn't even... I know it was a joke because I've never heard it done. Even yeah, if women, again, women who earn I more women, than men, I know women. I know women who get a bigger bag or have certain shit over their man and the man feels inadequate because of it. Well, that's his problem. Right? That's one thing. But what I'm saying is that a lot of men, when they, like, like, Stedman, look at, um, you know, any of the hundred of dudes that slept with Taylor Swift, right? Like, they, they're going to go with the bag, right? Like, J-Lo men's, they're going with the bag, right? Like, no man is gonna turn down the box in a bag. That might be the, that might be the title of this episode, the box in a bag. What a title! The point I make is that for a woman to tweet a general ass tweet like that without no context, something is going on inside of her because we all know that there's patriarchy, there's misogyny that should exist, but a general ass tweet with no context clearly. Twitter is just now what is see, on your mind rather than y'all rather than like, y'all say after my encounter tweeting, with, with my neighbor I definitely could have came and went and tweeted that the same sentence no you only want to quantify it because it's not legitimate unless there's a, it's just like white people and how I didn't I mean I have four black friends right and microaggression what what do you mean yeah I only said that to to you know like you know compliment your hair and stuff but it's but you sticking your hand in it you don't see as an assault right it's like it's 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 something that I guess it's nuanced maybe you won't see it until it, unfortunately men never see it until it impacts their sister their mother yep. or their daughter no, see what y'all not gonna do. What y'all not gonna do is uh, gaslight and make it seem like I'm just like oblivious and not like I'm patched in. But again, I'm wearing glasses. Like I, I see what's going on. The issue is that Shorty personally feels a way about whatever going on. She ain't get a call back. Sun swipe left or didn't bumble her back or whatever. I just said for the fifth time the woman is married. Why are we still? She ain't married. You know who's not married? She's not married. Associating her as like this. She is not married. Yazzy, she is not married. Stop it. She's not married. She is married. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She got married last year. Was in essence. They got married. married. No, she's not. In a place that I thought was just beautiful. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. No, she's married. Well, then tell um, Bar Sean 
to take her phone away because she got too much dip on her chip. She's doing way too much. And on that note, we can move on. Did she hurt LeBron's feelings? Did she say so? I don't know. <laughs> Who does she hate that she moved? Is he a favorite player she was making fun of them? No, I'm not invested in any in sports guys. I don't know these guys. I don't know them. But uh, on, a, on a much more important note, <laughs> free Nigeria. Like the patriarchy. Now right. our 77 and 74-year-old uh, candidates for president of the United States. In line with the patriarchy, right. yeah. I mean, this will be a quick one. I feel like the debate was, I feel like it was a good debate. I feel like Trump actually had a couple of moments that he shined, but but Biden smoked his boots. Biden had some moments where he stumbled on some old, like, stuttery old shit, but I feel like he overall was solid. I feel like um, the sister that was a moderator did a great job. She even was nice enough to say, okay, 10 seconds here and there, but she still kind of kept everybody moving along. And I do think that what was good about it was that Biden had some moments where he threw some haymakers. He was like, see, he's talking about other guys. I, I'm Joe Biden. I'm, I'm not those other guys. I beat them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Biden showed a feistiness and you saw how weak Trump was on the actual issues. I do think that Biden closed the gap. It'll still be like, a day of type situation. He should be in the South right now campaigning heavy because the other issue is the shadow docket for the Supreme Court where they're forcing through uh, different types of court cases to basically limit the ability of people in different states like Alabama to vote. So what they do is that the Supreme Court has their main docket, but they can also hear emergency hearings and can rule on shit like can people vote curbside in Alabama? Mm. And if they say no, that may knock out like a half a million voters, right? So there's a lot going on that needs to be addressed. But I'm confident that... You you can vote by email if you're outside of the country? I did not know that. So you can, but it's still a matter of will it be counted? Right. Right? So I fell asleep about... I fell asleep about 45 minutes into the debate. I woke up and and um it was over. But the parts I saw, I feel like Biden did his thing. Yeah, I mean, what do we... I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to speak disparagingly of Joe Biden because 50 Cent and all of them is doing too much on the other side. Yeah. So I'm just trying to do my part yeah. by just not talking shit and hoping people will go out and vote for this man. Yeah. But the day after he get into office... We going back to trashing the trashiness. Because, but you know but I mean? Jazzy, Jazzy, here's the thing, though, right? With the tax situation, huh, my issue with the, with taxing people is that they want to raise the tax on people that make more than, like, 400K. Mm-hmm. And my issue with that is that the thought that you're going to tax people more because they make more is asinine because a graduated tax doesn't necessarily impact everybody the same way. What I mean by that is that if you have a, a flat tax rate, right, and you say everybody pays 10%, a person that makes $10 is impacted more than the person that makes 100 right? Mm-hmm. If it's a graduated tax and everybody who increases their income into certain brackets is taxed at a higher level, 
the person at the higher level is simply going to lower their taxable income to be taxed less. Right. So the only thing that they really can do is one of two things. You either turn socialist on some Switzerland shit and tax the ultra rich 45% or you say to the ultra rich that we want you to pay more and give you a tax incentive or some type of other incentive to do so because mobile black person if i get to that threshold i don't want to be ta- like penalized for that because if that happens i'm going to vote for the person that's going to put more money in my pocket period because if i'm well, making it's be money, because why are you picking your own self um your your self-preservation over the human rights of people like to me because america i grew up i grew up i had it all no but that's the whole point is like you you want white people to give up their power and give up white supremacy and give up all these things for you but you don't even want to give up a couple percentage of your your income to make sure that everybody has food or everybody a month in, in school tuition for a three-year-old i'm paying tuition for a three-year-old right now you know like to me for a three-year-old if, she's three if, if, I'm paying if, the tuition. Wealth, if the wealth my gap, three-year-old told me the other day daddy where's the where is the delivery man i want rice and corn really yes yeah, she's three <laughs> I want rice and corn. Where is he? I like it. I love and it. Today she told me, where is the flower person? Because on my block, on Fridays, they sell flowers. She's like, where's the flower person? She went home. Can you call her? <laughs> Mommy and me want flowers. It's Friday. I want flowers. Because every Friday, I buy flowers for her and Larib. I know. I know. I know, I know, I know. That's so sweet, loving misogynist. I love I it. I You're the sweetest misogynist ever. I, I am weak. <laughs> I know. I am so weak. But listen, tuition for prep school for a three-year-old is a yeah, lot of fucking money. But like, just like you were saying, like the amount of money that you would be paying in taxes is not going to be as effective to you not meeting your you know, necessities and needs versus your wants and desires. Like, I think we sometimes get, like, we forget, like, so many people in this country do not have the luxury of, like, thinking about the future because they literally are just trying to survive for the day. Like, because we have a more than decent, satisfied life, we've not been affected by the pandemic, Mm -hmm. we're over here, you know, living life, and we don't think about the other people that are, um, I don't even say less fortunate, just like in, a, in a, a different predicament at the same time. Because again, circumstances change, things change. But again, with the whole tax thing, you you can't say as a black man, well, 50 Cent, and this is another, we'll, we'll get into the celebrity thing, I'm sure. But like, as a black man, you can't purport to speak for black people and then advocate for something that would be disadvantageous to the majority of them. Like the majority of of people do do not have the wealth that 50 Cent have, will likely not in their lifetime amass the wealth that 50 Cent has as a majority. Yes, there are several people 
us included, mm -hmm. that have done well for themselves and that will continue to do well for ourselves. And we will not have to worry about, you know, luckily we're not worrying about getting taxed too much. Right. And we're not also like destitute and worried about, you know, having government handouts. Right. But at the same time, what, how can he purport to speak for, for this majority of people and say like, or even encourage people to vote for Trump, which would be to their detriment. Mm -hmm. To That's his advantage, but to other black people's detriment. And that drives me crazy because you it's- You want people to watch stars every week. Right. And you want people to support you. And you want the, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, like, and I, again, and speaking of that, I was reading an article today that referenced Malcolm X um, making a, 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 having a discussion about how white liberals continue to put celebrities on pedestals. He named Lena Horn and oh, who was the other person he named? I can't remember, but basically them lauding them as like these civil rights leaders. And I feel like I grew up thinking that Lena Horn and all these people were like really in the yeah. civil rights movement. I don't know why, I never really knew what they did, but mm -hmm. like I grew up associating it. And, you know, it takes away from people that are actually doing work. Yep. Ice Cube out here with his CB4 plan or whatever. <laughs> Black Lives protesters and people that have lists of demands mm -hmm. and things that they know or think will have effects on Black people. And no one is listening to yeah. them. You're calling it Ice Cube of NWA yep. and Division Three, yep. whatever his basketball team is, and this is who you're gonna converse with and ask like that. It's it's ridiculous. These people are on the street talking to 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 people that are having a hard time. Like now, nah, but that I, whole situation. Well, I, even myself, I don't purport to know what the average black person in Crown mm -hmm. Heights may need. I know what I need, mm -hmm. but I would I never, I would never like fake the funk or purport to say, you know, you know, Jaquan or whoever, you know, need this, these are the resources that need to be available to him right mm -hmm. now. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not familiar with it on a daily basis or someone in my, in my, in my, uh, I don't know, sphere of, yeah, you know, influence. who influence or who I speak with. So I could never purport to know what it is that they need. So, like, how he thinks he could get on this platform and advocate for us is beyond me. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. That's a whole other separate topic in our community. I was one of the few where CNN will call a rapper right. or to speak for black issues instead of like an actual learned man or woman, like an Angela Rye or a Cornell West. They would rather call a 50 Cent than they would. A learned person so i think you can't really steph said it the other day on live right like a lot of them don't even have a high school education so i don't di like we know better than to take their words as like gospel but unfortunately in our community their influence is strong enough to where people look at them as like oh shit like what's the big bro doing mm -hmm. but the big bro he's a millionaire many times over and it's fucked up but to be honest, your economics influence your politics. Because again, for me, as a soccer dad, I'm fiscally conservative. I'm sorry, but I don't want to supplement the education of other people who ain't paying into the tax situation. Meaning, if I'm getting taxed 
at 35 or 37 percent. I don't want that money going to somebody that's rocking Balenciagas and living in a three bedroom in Van Dyke. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then what are you going to do? I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. No, 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 no. I'm right. I get like, I I would never. No, 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 no. I'm right. Yes. I'm right. You're right. You have Thank you. Thank you. Black lives matter. I can't. (laughs) They do matter. I can't. If, if I never want black people to be seen as a monolith, I think we are from all different stations, backgrounds, philosophies, ideologies. All I hope is that whatever you believe in does not directly conflict with or import more suffering on ourselves as a race, right? Are those pocket That's- doors in your in your house right now? Are those pocket doors? Pocket doors, yes. I do have pocket doors. Okay. It looks like original pocket doors from like 1910 or so. <laughs> He's dragging it. Just saying. Nice and the school, the school up the block from you was rated a nine out of, no, eight out of 10. Eight out of 10 I'm, right now. I'm happy to know that. I mean, it, it does make me a little less, you know, a little relieved that that's not something I have to worry about when my future kids have to go to school. So yes. Yes. I, when, I, I Eric, yeah. when Eric and Ericonia <laughs> Yeah, we got to move on, though. We got to move on. Uh, I was going to say, no, when it comes to, I think it's okay to be, you know, people want to talk about, oh, we we don't believe in government and we believe, but you also have to recognize that you, like, to me, conservatives are, they want to see the difference in, in classes. They want the wealth gap to, to continue because then it drains wealth from the majority of people and places it with a certain amount of people. And that, that is the trend that we're going on. Now you could in yourself want to keep more of your money, but then what else are you doing to make sure that other people's needs are taken care of without money being used? I grew up in Brownsville and Crown Heights without nothing. So for me to worry about another person. Not for nothing, but this, all I'm going to say on this matter is this is exactly what 55% of white women did four years ago. Thank you. And look at the rest of the fucking world. Jazzy, you got to understand. My parents was postal workers and transit workers, right? Yeah. I don't come from a silver spoon. My shit was plastic. So I, I do recognize that there are there are systemic issues in culture. I've been fortunate to not have F so my record. I've been fortunate to not be in situations where shit went all the way left. So I get all of that. But I do also think that the issue is not conservative versus liberal in terms of economics. It's more so... In capitalism, by default, there's a class of people who their backs are used to raise up everybody else, right? There's a a working class, a factory class, like there's a group of people, damn near handmaids, that everybody else who get their 1% use to get to the 1%. And what's what's so crazy is that the 1% isn't like 10 million, it's $400,000. If you think about it, $400,000 as a couple. That's a lot of money. I'm not saying, stop it. 
stop it. You stop it. It's not insurmountable. It's not, if you got uh, like a couple who work transit, or let's say you got a sergeant in the NYPD and a 10-year firefighter, that's easily 250 right there. And if they got real estate between the two of them, that's 400 grand right there. Mm-hmm. So the 1% is not unascertainable. It's just that in our community, it's not tangible because all we see are rappers talking about shit that they don't have, rent Lambos and shit like that. It's not tangible. What we need is more of the, the jazzy pocket door type situations on display so folks can see that we're not that far off from actually achieving that level of income. <laughs> 400K is not unascertainable. For a certain amount of people, the majority of people, are black making people, 400K. are not making, they're not even making 20K. Yeah. Like, 20, whoa, whoa, 20K, stop it. Time out. Personally. Yeah, somebody is out of touch, and I suggest you 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 need to be quiet before you can, because niggas are gonna want to know where you live soon, right? Like, you living a little too good, and I have not been touching the hood enough. Because in the hood, B, what you mean? <laughs> no, I just came no, from the no, store. No. I just came from the store. Listen, the majority of people. And I'm not saying they shouldn't, but why? Okay, and then again, you're over here voting in your best interest. Why would I vote in the interest of a status that I have not achieved yes. yet? Because yep. I, one day I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make four hundred thousand one day, one day, one day. And how dare they tax people that make four hundred thousand right. dollars? And the reason you can't, you can't make more is because CEO said. Hey, 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 I know you want to pay these people minimum wage, but that's going to fuck up our bottom line. So we're going to keep them at uh, eight to nine dollars. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He's going to get a bonus for coming up with that brilliant idea because he's built profit margins into his money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whoever else on the in the factory line is not is not able to, to make anything. Well, here's the thing, right? If tomorrow you started making 500K, you're not going to say, give part of my money to the guy that isn't making it. You're going to say, oh, I'm making that. I'm going to put it away for my kids. I'm going to give some to my mammy, pappy, little bro down in Howard. Like, you're not but thinking I, about, like, a stranger. I knew people were giving their fair share, and I knew that government was doing what they needed to do with the money. I personally would not have a problem. Big news. Money. Big news. Because you're going to... First thing, first thing you think about is Mammy, Pappy, Lil Bro. You're not thinking about a stranger first. Think about that for a second. It's not a stranger. It's society. It's the world. Like, the reason we pay so much money to the police to protect property and protect these things is because there's a class of people who are not getting their immediate and necessary yeah. needs met. Yeah. They don't have shelter. They don't have health care. They don't have yeah. food. And this is what is creating whatever friction that we're paying people to take care of Mm -hmm. instead of just giving the money to the people. Yep. Well, I've donated and I do stuff for people like that. So, all right, um, right, Mr. Uh, Make America Great Again. (laughs) Whoa. Don't don't pick me like that. Don't pick me like that. Because I, 
I walk around in, in these streets and I don't want nobody saying, hey, ain't you P&L? Because I will park somebody for, for trying to run down on me about a podcast. So don't do that. Um, I'm all for capitalism, just not capitalism with greed. And I feel like we just need to make sure that we are, we're not becoming the monsters we complain about. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, white women just did this same shit four years ago. Mm-hmm. And now 50 Cent's like, well, my tax bracket is this. And that's fine. I'm not saying that, you know, if you worked hard to make your money, I'm not saying that you should be giving half of it away. I would probably feel the way he feels too. Mm-hmm. But you cannot, the, the overwhelming majority of America is not in the same situation as, as 50 Cent. And so it's just like, why should... Why should I have to just be like, okay, yeah, he totally makes sense, and now I'm gonna vote this way when it doesn't apply to my life right now? I know, no, I agree. I think that celebrity people should shut the fuck up when it comes to sh- like they should not. Be, <laughs> like, we agree on that. Yeah. But what they should be talking is about Nigeria and the Congo and shit like SARS and like right. Libya. Like there's a lot going on in Africa right now. There's a lot going on that they are not talking about. That's where their voices should be used. Yeah. Because right now there's a lot going on. I told people for the longest that Africa's a great place. A lot that's happening right now isn't necessarily the current government's fault. When you realize how Europe basically left Africa in the 60s, they just like basically booked it and left countries like, okay, y'all fend for yourself. You understand why there's so much corruption. I'm not justifying SARS and nothing else, but I'm saying it's like, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's going to take decades or more to figure shit out because even now you got China coming into Africa, buying shit up. China is a new... Imp- yeah. China is a new... They wowing. Wow. We'll build you a bridge, but we want a 99-year lease back. It's yep. the same shit, bro. It's the same shit. Yep. Yep, and we're not going to employ your people to build a bridge. Yes, it's... it's, it's people to do it. It's the Chinese coming in to build it, and mm-hmm. it's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot going on in, in, in Africa right now, um, several different countries, and, you know, should celebrities be vocalizing how they feel or their positioning on that? I mean, they can absolutely leverage their reach. Mm-hmm to assist in these causes. They are not required because they are entertainers. Um, so we- Those act- are activists, which we differentiated on our on live. live. Yes. Those that did not see the live, can you just expand and expound upon and let them know the difference between a celebrity, entertainer, and an activist? Yeah, sure. So like um, a celebrity, is essentially a a celebrity or entertainer. I kind of use them uh, interchangeably, if you don't mind. Um, they are literally <laughs> they are literally employees. They are literally employees to whatever company they are signed to. Mm-hmm. Their goal is to either produce or promote a product to you. And there's several different marketing strategies upon which they get you to become emotionally connected to them. So that way you are more likely to purchase or subscribe to whatever product Mm -hmm. or even themselves if they are the product. Mm -hmm. Right. But um, if there's, if they themselves are the product, that means someone's pushing them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so an activist is someone 
who more than likely doesn't ever get the notoriety or the celebrity associated with an inter- with being in the entertainment business or even actually just being in, at the, the head of something. Mm-hmm. Activists are people who very often sacrifice Do livelihood. Don't get the recognition. Recognition. I mean, personal relationships, mm-hmm. families. These are mm-hmm. people who sacrifice everything in the name of, of altruistic work for another community, whether it be theirs or someone else that they, mm-hmm. another community they feel deeply attached to. Mm-hmm. And um, these these activists choose to spend their lives, you know, kind of working on behalf of another group and the entertainers versus entertainers who spend their lives selling Mm-hmm. and um, selling to a group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not, I don't mean to make selling seem like a bad thing. No, it's just what it is. What it is. What celebrity and entertainment right. is. They, and they are employees because very often your celebrities, their schedules are not even dictated by them, mm-hmm. right? What they can say is often censored by whomever is cutting their checks. Mm-hmm. Some of them can't really say on music. Some of them can't really say on art. Some of them are on on 360 deals where they get no money. Like some of them are touring forever because they have no money. Talk to them. Talk to them. You know what I'm saying? So, so these celebrities are more often than not are not in a better position, you know, than anybody else working for a company. You know what I mean? In fact, the layperson has the gift of obscurity where they at least get to live their life however messy they they'd like. Right. Because these celebrities don't get to do that, right? So there's there's that. And I think I think for us as consumers in this in this you know ecosystem Mm -hmm. you know we need to just be very clear on the fact that a celebrity is an employee a a entertainer is literally someone who is there to sell you Mm -hmm. something and you being super emotionally connected to them just means that the marketing works Mm -hmm. Okay, they are not required to do anything out of entertainment. Now, it does not mean that this in, this entertainer, this celebrity, cannot be socially conscious or socially motivated. Mm-hmm. Some are to the extent that they actually give up some of their status. Mm-hmm. They give up some of their, you know, the deals and the and the the jewels, mm-hmm. and they take on a more obscure lifestyle because it's 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 what's more closely aligned with how they truly feel. I.e., a David Banner. Who went from, um, come girl, it's time to get you. She went from that to not being heard at all. Unless you were patched into what he was saying on his own platform. Right. You know? I also, you know, I don't have a problem with celebrities speaking out about voting, right? And to be honest, I think that if we were as a society not so locked into like what this celebrity is saying and what this other person is saying and people actually were doing their own research, I don't think it would be as bad because it's really just encouraging engagement in this system. And you pick whoever you, you feel should be. I mean, we don't want Trump to win, but like, I don't, I would rather you just bring it ass to the polls, depending on whatever way you vote, you vote, right? But I rather than people just saying, I'm going to sit this one out because, you know, it's the lesser of two evils or whatever. Like, that's not fair. You're not participating mm-hmm. in it, right? So, like, I don't necessarily mind celebrities talking, but I just sometimes when it's just like, you're a fucking cool. Like, you like, the, like, it wasn't if you like, if the people came with like real facts about President Trump 
as to why they thought he'd make a better president than Joe Biden, then I think I would not be as upset versus like, you know, oh, I came to him with a plan and he took my plan and he took some from my plan. But then you don't even know what his real plan is. Yes. Or you can't name any token ways. Because guess what? They don't have any. Mm-hmm. The RNC had no plan, no mm-hmm. talking points. So like, what is it about him that you're voting for? Mm-hmm. Him, his, his, his not being a politician and not being a part of the system? Like, because what else, what else are you voting for? Right. And now a Biden tax plan, not because you, he told you what his tax plan was going to be because Biden said, this is what I plan to do. And you said, I don't like that. I don't know. I just, yeah, it's frustrating. They should, they should definitely, I mean, but we have to just mind who's giving us the information, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because they're not going to stop. It's just like the world is not going to stop whirling. Like Mm -hmm. there, this industry is not going to stop doing what it does. And that's Mm -hmm. the sell. You know what I mean? It's not, and it's the pushing agenda. It doesn't matter if the agenda is voting or the agenda is just strictly buying, like, you know, consuming, but they're going to sell. They're going to sell to you. Mm -hmm. That is its function, you know? So in this particular context, what with Africa, you know, being on fire, particularly, you know, with like um, Nigeria, you know, on the live, we did discuss really quickly, you know, uh, um, you know, the argument that Beyonce, was supposed to uh, advocate on behalf of, you know, the, the, the movement in Nigeria right mm-hmm. now. So just in case you aren't familiar with the movement in Nigeria, would you like me to, to Yes, give? please, please, okay. please do. So currently, um, so there is a special anti-robbery task force called Sorry. Sorry. Right? And it literally stands for special mm-hmm. anti-robbery. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, basically, this team was established, uh, I think it's in the early 2000s, when there was a lot of like kidnapping for ransom that was taking place in Nigeria. It was Nigeria's government's, you know, way of kind of like combating that. Mm-hmm. Decades later, you know, especially with the, um, you know, the introduction of cybercrime with scamming mm-hmm. and them arresting that big time Nigerian scammer in Dubai. Mm-hmm. You know, they started to pay attention to um, cybercrime and what inadvertently started happening were members of this SARS group. They had already been doing this from long before, but I guess it had been kind of heightened. They started stopping any young person that had like a A nice car, a cell phone, you know, women who were not accompanied by men, you know, were often asked to expose themselves. Some of them have been raped. Some of them have been sexually assaulted. Um or harassed, you know, people have just kind of been shaken down, beat up. Some people, you know, there are reports mm-hmm. that some people have even been killed. And essentially what is happening right now, there was a, a, a dismantling of SARS that took place, especially anti-robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, Three times. Yeah. And all they did was rename them mm-hmm. SWAT, right? <laughs> um, and it was the same group of people who were SARS, they're now SWAT. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, the people in Nigeria have kind of like fed up, like, and it's been it's a situation where this was kind of the status quo for a long time. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, you know, the youth are kind of like we've done this before right. and we've seen it and we don't want to stand for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, as it relates to Beyonce, mm-hmm. Tiwa Savage, who is a very uh, popular Nigerian mm-hmm. uh, artist. 
who was also featured on Black is King with Beyonce, said, you know, that she felt like, you know, she made a public appeal to Beyonce to please use her platform to bring more awareness mm-hmm. to the NSARS campaign in Nigeria. Because Beyonce had not said mm-hmm. a thing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which, to Beyonce's defense, is very Beyonce-like. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Nonetheless, she didn't say anything, and and she faced a lot of scrutiny. Her publicist came out with uh, Twitter fingers and, you know, <laughs> kind of just was like, stop judging, people are working in silence, blah, 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 right. blah. Um, her mother, you know, then, you know, the next morning, rather, Beyonce puts out a statement, um, and her mother retweets the statement, and it's kind of like, thank you for doing the work in silence right. to blah, 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 which I don't think helped mm-hmm. either. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, she just popped out for her daughter. If we just keep it on a stack, she just didn't, you know. And that's what I think was happening, but she just, she's, it still didn't help. Um, and so the question was, did Beyonce even need to make a statement? Um, you know, is it good enough now that she's done it? And the bigger overarching question, you know, why is there this reliance on, you know, celebrities to kind of assist with mm-hmm. social activism? Mm-hmm. especially when that's not their function, their primary function. Yeah, I mean, listen, what I will say is, and I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback, nobody care about what a celebrity does, but what we do care about is a misuse of platforms or a misrepresentation of a platform. And I feel like a Beyonce can't go from a brown-skinned girl to quiet about a SARS. Right. If... A tweet of Savage is like, yo, sis, help. And she's like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's not going to work, right? right? But outside of that, nobody is sitting around waiting for her. And all my Nigerians is like, the issue is that Nigerians care a lot about the external thoughts of their country. So if they feel like they're getting judged based off of a, a lack of certain shit, they'll react. So they actually need the activism on social media because if they feel like they're getting judged by the world, then they're going to fix shit internally. Mm, I see what you mean. Right? So um, with that, though, I think we can jump into the woke word of the the week. Yeah, woke word time. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Are you ready? Oh, whatever. I'm ready. Today's woke word is forfend. Everybody say it with me. Forfend. Forfend? Forfend. Gotcha. Forfend is a Middle English 14th century word. It is a verb. And it means to avert, keep away, or prevent something evil or unpleasant. A secondary meaning is to protect something by precautionary measures. Anybody want to try to use it in a sentence? Hmm. Jamil Hill's sentiments on patriarchy keeps misogynistic black men at bay. It for, no, I didn't even use the word for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a stab at it, Daddy? Um... For fans, wait, wait, or PL, anybody, 
Say that one more time. So forefend is, is, it means what again? It is a verb. Origin is Middle English, 14th century. First definition is to avert, keep away, or prevent something evil or unpleasant. Okay. The second. So, I got to forevent the Janelle or the Jamel Hills from being around my guys because they're going to fuck up the world for the good guys out there. Wow. I mean, that was correct usage of the word. The overall sentence, uh, the content there, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I agree. But it's okay. Congratulations on using the <laughs> word. <laughs> I like it, particularly because, you know, I knew there was some talk about this. I mean, right now, it just seems like the voting is just us us as a nation trying to forfend, right? <laughs> trying to forfend any further damage, mm-hmm. any you know, to our reputation, to our quality of life. Um, and then in many ways, you know, people abstaining from voting are for offending, mm-hmm. you know, their peace of, their, their, you know, this from affecting their peace of mind, you know. Um, and, you know, Jamel Hill is trying to <laughs> for offend. <laughs> I'm not even going there. I'm not even going there. He's not. Um, but I hope y'all like the word. I love it. So glad. So, who's starting it off? Now it's time for the. So I might have to take it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Take it. Take it away, Pia. Now. Ask. J. Z. Yeah. We love to see it. Hi guys. Um. So I hope everyone's pandemic. Uh behaviors and lives are going well i was listening to a um another podcast that is um it's the podcast of this youtube couple and i don't like follow youtube couples so this is like the first of them and i didn't know them from their youtube Mm -hmm. i found them from like you know posts or things they were involved in and the husband is like an actor or whatever Mm -hmm. in any case they um there's a segment that was um showcased from their podcast last week where they spoke about marriage and um you know expectations of um you know your mate or at just in general the institution what it would be and i wanted to pose the question to um the stereo bros about you know what characteristics or things do you have as an expectation to marriage or what do you think is needed to make a marriage work now clearly as most of you know we are not married right. <laughs> chef sue and i are not married and pnl is, is our great married uh friend <laughs> so i although i think he's able to give the perspective of the married and single folks say that one more time what <laughs> <laughs> as saying that I was explaining our marital statuses here and how that may I guess impact our our, our vision our, 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 our perspective our, here exactly of what of you know our expectations on marriage you are the only you being the only married person on the podcast crew here no, but what's the full context okay <laughs> All right, sorry. I hope you guys are still listening because clearly P and L. 
You ready? Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna repeat the question again. Please do, please do. Okay, and we can just ask him to edit this out. <laughs> so I'm posing the question to the serial bros. What do you think the characteristics or expectations are that you have for a successful marriage? Like, what do you think is necessary for a successful marriage? And do you think you have seen it, you know, modeled where you are confident in what tools you think are needed? Mm -hmm. So do I, have I seen, this is like a loaded question. It's like Taco Bell nachos. The perspective you can get the perspective of what you think, what you used to think when you were single versus like what you know now. Got you, got you. I think when I was single, our, I thought our, like, our answer would be aspirational. <laughs> so, got you. Okay, put my glasses on for a second. Yes, Malcolm PL, come back. So, I'm annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll say is that. I think when I was married, I mean, when I was single, I thought that it would be more so, I would just put my my paycheck on a, on, on a table and just like do what I do. And I realized now that as a married man, the type of woman I, I wanted to marry and I did marry is a woman that would challenge me and push me to be a better version of myself. Amen. Well, come with that is that you're held to a higher regard and a higher standard, but the benefit is that you grow a kingdom, right? Like you start a family and like my kids are set for life. Mm -hmm. And to me, if I transcend tomorrow, I know that my kids will say, daddy was cool as shit and we set. Right. And to me as a man, that means more than anything else in the world. Like, fuck whatever gear I got, whatever I'm selling on stevybros.com forward slash products. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> that was amazing. Right. Like, I think the main thing that that nobody tells you about marriage, because my parents divorced when I was eight. And I still remember the day that we moved around the corner from my dad. I, I still remember that shit to the T, right? But what nobody tells you about marriage is that that's just a full-time job. You have to be willing to work at it nonstop because you're basically, even if you are compatible on paper, you're combining traditions, religion, finance, upbringings, so many, like, it's so much that they got to work at one time to make it actually, like, stick, right? The All the initial attraction the physical, the sex, all that shit goes out the window when you're married and you have kids and finances because then it's a business. Then it's like, how do we sustain this shit long term? And I got seven years in and I realized that you evolve, right? Because early on, it's just like, at first I'm like, yo, it's lit. I'm me. Like, at first I, at first I felt like, yo, I'm me. Like, she a baddie. But I'm, but I'm me, I'm lit, right? Mm -hmm. And now I realize that, yo, it's a full-time job and it's really about, do you care enough that when shit is not going your way to like say, you know what, have you eaten? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, like, 
you dead ass pissed at your at your lady and you like, yo, I'm about to order what you want. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. It's about like, you know what? Right now we're not seeing eye to eye, but I'm not gonna go to sleep beefing. So I'm gonna fix this shit tonight. That's mm-hmm. really what a marriage is. It's saying that you put your pride to the side to fix shit. Mm-hmm. Now, if you marry the whole floozy that's looking to be like upgraded, that's something different. Right. Making so much sense. And then but if you got a good woman in your corner, it's great because you feel the evolution. And I feel like for me, watching my wife give birth twice, that shit made me look at her totally different. Because mm-hmm. she's all a five two. Yeah, a six pounder and a nine pounder. Yeah, and I I was there both times, and it it really makes you feel like a lot of the shit that that people tell you about marriage, and that's why it's so important to have like a good like circle, because if not, you'll feel like, well, that's her job, as opposed to like, you feel drawn to her because she gave up her body for a whole summer or more. Mm-hmm. to birth kids mm-hmm. right so i feel like it's really about like evolution and putting aside your pride for the greater good of your kingdom okay thank you you're welcome anytime like i do this like i'm <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good um i mean yeah like jody said mine is going to be pretty aspirational as i am not married however i would think that the expectation um for me at least what i think would make a good marriage is room for growth i think very often people get married and hold on to the idea that this person is going to forever be this person and they stifle their growth i think your husband and or wife should always have room i said and or wife right your husband or wife, whatever. Oh, and or. I mean, and or wife. Mm-hmm. Um, may, you know, I think what keeps a relationship fresh and exciting is when two people individually are making, are evolving on their own, mm-hmm. but their comp- their evolutions are complementing mm-hmm. each other. And, you know, they're, they're complementing each other in a way where the other can inform mm-hmm. and help facilitate the growth of the other person as well. Right. And um, I think so that's that's what would make me feel like just kind of room to um, room to grow, room to test things out. I mean, we're expecting love to still be in the evolution. And love for me is defined as a um, as a multi like it's it's a tool. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Where um, a tool with many facets, it is the willingness Right. And Pina, I feel like you touched on it with your example of watching your wife give birth. It's the willingness to feed, to do, to, to demonstrate care, commitment, trust, um, um, responsibility, knowledge, um, and, and honesty. Your, your willingness to display those characteristics in order to nurture someone's spirit or your own. 
And so, you know, I feel like giving someone room to explore their identity over and over and over again, you know, is a is a very loving way to be in a in a marriage, especially if you plan on being in it for life, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, that's the biggest expectation, just kind of room and freedom to evolve with loving support from the other partner. Um, And so if that means you go from breadwinner to house husband or breadwinner to housewife, it's all good. If you go from housewife to entrepreneur, it's all good because we find a way to support that change in a way that helps our family dynamic. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think that's a good place to kind of uh, wrap up this week. It was a spirited convo. I mean, I think we agree on all the key points mm-hmm. that um, Jamil who's bugging and that black men should be saved, as should black women. So my parting words for this week are to my guy, Sajad, bro, you fucking left me randomly on a Monday. You transcended to the... Uh, spiritual but i don't i don't look at you as like gone i've been spending the last week drinking bad liquor eating bad carbs and thinking about the times i had with you yeah you know i mean shit is trash it's, uh, it's a lot of niggas lives i would trade for yours i'm not gonna name them here but uh <laughs> but i will say that I've gotten much more into my spirituality and I do realize that when people transcend it's less about them dying and more about them becoming like your, your board of directors in your life, meaning they're watching over you, pushing you in the right directions. Mm-hmm. And I view him as like one of those right now. You know what I mean? Shit's going to be trash, lay him to rest. But at the same time, I feel like I'm happy to have had, you know, 14 plus memories with my guy. So long live job back, man. Word. Uh, he was great. He was great. I've long, I've known him for as long as you and Lynn have been uh, married, but cause I didn't go to opening, but um, always a, a very bright light, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, he'll be missed, but like you said, you know, people don't, they become, something else right because you can't it's a law of thermodynamics energy can't be created or destroyed so you know he doesn't dissolve into anything he actually just becomes more expansive you know he could touch the hood and you at the same time and that's it's a beautiful thing you know um i think my parting words today is to uh in the light and in the spirit of jameel (laughs) hill i want to just talk to the ladies real quick um black women in particular i i will first say don't be a hard rock where you when you really are a gem okay Uh, your experiences do not make you they are not the sum total Mm -hmm. so when you are when you are stepping out in your strength and saying, this is me, you know, we can also check, you know, from where you're saying that. All right. Cause, cause sometimes if we're used to being attacked, we come out with the energy that we're being attacked mm-hmm. when we're not. 
and we we mistake it for passion as saying this is just who i'm just i'm finally free and i can finally say what i want and i just want us to be cognizant of that i also want men to be cognizant of that as well because i think it's more than fair for black men to say this is how life has been tough Mm-hmm. This is how you have been complicit. This is how you black women have been complicit in life being unfair. This is how you can fix it. But when you offer your opinion or when you offer your perspective, let it be in love. Let it be with the tone of actually wanting to fix it rather than to kind of passively aggressively, you know, shoot daggers into women. Because it's natural as human beings that we would want someone to feel what we've been feeling. And I think because just like to me personally, in the, you know, sexual assault world, women are learning a new language to call a spade a spade. I feel like in the emotional intelligence world, men are learning a new language and they're learning to call a spade a spade. But we also need you to call a spade a spade within your own being. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's okay to speak your truth. Just know from where you are speaking. So that is my two cents. And, uh, um, yeah. Uh, oh, I have you guys been watching Lovecraft Country? I have. It's exceptional. It's exceptional, right? Yeah, I'm at the I'm at the last two episodes. Oh, excellent! Right, we'll 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 come back to this. Okay. Um, I was talking about that, and then also there's a new show on Netflix called Grand Army. And it is like a teenage drama. It's supposed to be like. And don't watch Love uh, Love Country because it's too weird with dragons and, and shit like that. But I heard it's good. Say that it's an excellent film. It's really good. Um, I like or, it. or series rather. I think they shouldn't do a, a part two. I think they should just leave it like that. Mm-hmm. No, but Grand Army is like kind of like a. I don't want to say new school Degrassi because I never watched Degrassi, so I I don't know to compare it to that. But it's basically telling the story of teenagers in high school in Brooklyn, and it is loosely based off of Brooklyn Tech. Um, Yay! So it I didn't go to Tech. But. I know, but we're, uh, <laughs> yay for y'all. PNL, PNL is not moved, but anyway, <laughs> I thought it was cool and cute, and I love a good coming of age film. For real, it takes me back to my feelings of my youth, so I love to uh, watch that. So I'm just encouraging people to be light and enjoy uh, entertainment, right? And a good cinematic adventure. Exactly. We love to see it. Exactly. We love to see it. Well, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. So listen, stereobros.com. Um, stereobros.com forward slash products. Check us out. Follow us on your favorite socials. Over and out. No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.